0: Cool, cool, All right, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Friday, Friday. It is May 21st. I am Brandon Beliso and welcome to another episode of Success Never Sleeps, where we take your questions and we help you grow as an individual. We help you improve your business uh, and move that needle. Cool, cool, cool. Um, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. I, I was talking to people about just the way things are. And we're finally starting to open up here in California. I mean, really open up and it's such a good thing. I can see the light of day. I can see that. And that's super important because I can just remember three short months ago going, wow, you know, our San Francisco location hasn't been open since last March, last March of 2020. How long is this thing going to play out? But fortunately, because I believe we've done things really well here that finally we're starting to open in San Francisco. Millbury, we've been open for about three weeks now, indoor classes, and that's just starting to rock. I mean, rock hard. Camps are starting to book up. They just changed the conditions in San Francisco where we don't have to do these three-week cohorts and kids can come in and out. So it's really starting to open up and there's no cap on how many kids can come to camp and the band played on. So I finally feel like we're seeing that light a day and removing that needle. And I'm extremely, extremely grateful. But we're still running three platforms and I encourage people to do that. I think there's an audience. We have virtual and that's going to stay strong. I believe the private lesson sector, the whole virtual thing in private lessons is going to be huge. And that's not going anywhere. I believe outdoor, we just did a poll and about 20% of our people still want outdoor. So we don't want to lose that 20%. We're going to keep outdoor classes as well. And then of course, indoors. So indoors, outdoors, online is the way we bill it indoors, outdoors, online. It kind of has a little ring to it. And that's how we're going to market all of our programs for some time to come. We really believe the three different revenue streams are three different audiences, and we're going to cater to them as long as is necessary. And if we can cultivate it like a Peloton and have this online presence or this mirror that's owned by Lululemon, we're going to continue to cultivate that. Right? You look at Gracie University and those guys are doing millions of dollars online. So hopefully we can cultivate a type of following for that virtual audience. Cool, cool, cool. So as you come aboard, please say hello. I love to know who's here visiting at the show. Master Raymore, we see the light. Yeah, Jim and Connie, what's happening? As you come aboard, say hello. Tell us where you're tuning in from. Share this with everybody. And we're going to give away a 30-minute consultation with me. I love sitting in these discovery calls with people where we just chop it up and we figure it out. It's like having a lawyer, right? I'd much rather talk to a lawyer and spend that money than just go out there and make some bonehead moves, right? It's the same thing here, except you get 30 minutes with me for free. And it's great to just have a sounding board, somebody to bounce it off that has some experience that's been through the same things you've been through that might be able to at least inspire you or open your eyes to the endless possibilities. I believe I'm very good at that. So put in your name, put in where you're tuning in from, and also tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us um, who, I mean, share this with as many people as you can. Cool. All right. Let me just check everything here. Make sure we're dialed in because we need to be. Hey, Letitia, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Let me just check this real quick. Okay, yeah, we got lots of people coming aboard. It's a good day. It's a good day. And I'm grateful for that. Jason Horde, what's happening, sir? So let me thank my sponsors. That's always a good thing to do right? My sponsors are very valuable to me. Uh, First of all, I want to thank my studio, my studio, my studio, simply the best CRM system out there. I love the work that they do. They're innovating more and more. Now they're coming up with a task manager. They were just uh, sharing that and asking people's opinion, how they would like the appearance of that to be. I love innovation, the earmark of a great software company. They're constantly updating. They're constantly innovating. Look at your iPhone. How often are you getting updates? Every week now, every week, and I think that's the earmark of a great software company. And something like uh, my studio is constantly making updates. Check them out. Kids with life skills. You know, the one thing we've learned during this pandemic is that if you're not Um, executing a high-end character development system in your school, then you're going to lose. What separates us from every child's activity out there is if parents view us as an investment for their child. Anybody can teach them to kick and punch. But what you want to offer is something of higher value And you really, really want to promote that. And I'm grateful to say that Kids Love Life Skills is definitely uh, a foundation of what we do at One Martial Arts. It is to 450 schools worldwide, and it continues to grow to this day. So reach out to Marco or Letitia, and they'll be happy to share with them. of course, LC Accounting. My sister's a great uh, bookkeeper. She does jujitsu. She does Kenpo and she can take good care of you. I think her client list is pretty booked up. So that's the way that goes. Cool, cool, cool. What else is coming up? I I love to share this. It's time live change. We've booked up completely for November 13th through 16th, but because somebody twisted my arm, we opened up, Seven more spots for the four-day experience. If you want to change your life, you want to change your mindset, you want to change your business, you want to change where you are, this is the event to be at. It's a four-day retreat. It's so much more than just systems, rotating curriculum, leadership. It really is about working from the inside out. And instead of going wide, we go deep. And I think that's what makes that event important. Walking meditations, a lot of things outside in nature. We have great dinners together. Friendships are forged that are still... Uh, vital today to so many people that attend these events so make it a point get booked and Marco will put that in there for you cool 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 all right so let me move this around before I get into my first question Master Raymore, I'll take your question first because you're here right so many cool people board. So, Master Romero's asking me, "How would you go about partnering up with a neighborhood daycare facility?" Well, I, I think that's a twofold thing. Always referrals are the best way to do that, Master Raymore. So if you know somebody in your school that's a mom, and I would just pull my moms. Hey, moms, or any of your child's, you know, in a daycare facility where we can come in and do a life talk on focus? Not martial arts, a life talk on focus. And if you talk to Marco about that, Master Raymore, we've got a great package where we go in as the reader of the day. And we go in and we read The Adventures of Bray and Tay on focus right that's the book that i wrote the child, you know the children's book on focus and then we'll do a bunch of focus games not so much martial arts heavy all the kids get a focus badge all the kids get the focus coloring sheet and on the back of the focus coloring sheet you could put the student parent discovery or you could put thank you very much for letting us be reader of the day bring this in for one free you know one one free trial class so by coming in that way we find master more that people don't view us as a martial arts school. They view us as a life skills educator. We don't even wear uniforms when we go into the daycares. We literally, cause it can be intimidating and overwhelming. We go in with a one martial arts t-shirt and a black, black sweatpants. I kid you not, but we'll bring a couple of boards and a couple of kids who get to break boards as well with a front kick on a pad. So you just want, I think it's how you preframe that. Yeah. And Jason Smith gives them a copy of the book Now, not to every kid, but he gives them the copy that he read to the teacher so the teacher can read it again and again in that class. Talk about building a culture. Talk about staying on on their minds and their eyes constantly. The book on focus is a great book. And and there's not a lot about it out there, right? Go look. There's not a lot of books on focus for kids, especially a picture book, a children's picture book. So if you give that to the teacher during story time, she's going to read that book again and again and again and again. And what's happening... Adam Parker, he's one of our top fans out of the United Kingdom. It's got it right there. Top fan. He's got a, he's, he got a little diamond there. And Jason, oh, I didn't know Jason's a top fan too. Yeah, and Jason's actually given one to each kid. That's how powerful is that? This kid goes home with a, you know, book on focus. And it's got a sticker that says beyond martial arts or in Jason's case, believe martial arts. But really, I think the big thing, if you can get referred in, it's a lot more warm and fuzzy. I say this one all the time, Master Raymore. What's more effective? The mom standing you know, outside the school waiting to pick up their kid, talking to another mom, raving about your programs or a Facebook ad. I think it's no comparison. We still know with, with all the digital media and everything out there, the best way to get new clients is word of Mouth. So if you know kids within your school that are already in these preschools and the mom's willing to make that introduction, even better. Otherwise, you can Google it, get all the preschools. I would start with maybe a phone call and a letter. You know, just don't come in hot. And I think that's the big mistake people make. They just show up at these schools with a big box of donuts. Hey, I know you're doing your lesson plans for the school year. Here you go. It's just, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. There's no consideration. There's no thought. There's nothing in there. So if you can go into their LinkedIn and see who's the owner of the Prince preschool, learn about them, take the time, invest in the relationship, Master Raymore. And I believe it'll be heads and tails above anything else that's out there. Cool. But again, if you can always get a referral, especially mom to mom, there's just no comparison, none. But go on as reader of the day. Okay. Hey, what's up from Charlotte? What's up, Pamela? Everybody, I see lots of people here watching the show. Don't sit there like that. Say hello. Say hello. Tell us where you're tuning in from. Tell us the name of your school. Please. We would love that. All right. Let me hop into my first question that was sent to me. Yeah, and, and, and I get all kinds of questions. So please bear with me as it comes through the pipeline. You say you're a disruptor. I am a disruptor. So coming out of this pandemic, what do you predict will be the most disruptive thing in the martial arts industry? Well, um, what will be the most disruptive thing in the martial arts industry is simply that all bets are off. I think this pandemic if this pandemic has taught me anything, this pandemic has taught me that anything goes. And that's the beautiful thing about my disruptive mindset. I've loved this pandemic from day one. People think I'm nuts, right? I'm nuts and believe me I've got things I'm still negotiating and and we lost a lot of money last year too like everybody else right but I love being in this position because all the old way of thinking in the martial arts industry, it's done. You have people running virtual classes, making money. You have people teaching outdoors, making money. You have people doing all kinds of creative things that have never been done before. And that I think should inspire people and open their minds to the unlimited potential of what's out there instead of immediately going back, okay, let me get a bunch of sales scripts and I'll tell my team, here's our quota and my program director and we got to close them and lock them into a. None of it. All that's gone. It's gone. It's gone. We have people running around. We're doing it right now. All we do when somebody walks through that front door, they've already signed up for a trial class through my studio. After the class, we say, hey, thank you so much. Go back into the app and buy a membership if and when you're ready. Boom, done. We don't run with a front desk right now at the Millbury location. None of that. That alone is very disruptive, right? Think of all the money you pay to a program director. You no longer need to do that. I do need, you know, we have over 800 students between two locations. I need one key person managing accounts and stuff as they come across the pipeline. But we were talking about that yesterday. No more paid in fulls. None of that. Everything's month to month. So we're not chasing down people when their memberships expire. We're going to get rid of sibling discounts. We're looking at all these different things. We might trash birthday parties, we might get rid of all of it and simply become this hub of, of life skills, learning and martial arts that just caters to one thing. And we do it so, so well, people will pay us top dollar. So I believe if anything, the most disruptive thing will be your mindset. Disrupt your mindset that everything is possible now. Everything. Look at Peloton, right? who to thunk? Look at Chipotle. Chipotle went from being a brick and mortar store to a completely digital restaurant. All you can do is take out and have it delivered. How cool is that? How cool is that? So we've really learned that. And that's what I love about when we go through things like this every decade or so. It really just shakes things up and wakes people up. Look at the whole political scene, you know, between the Me Too and Black Lives Matter and all the different things. It's really woken up people again and going, hey, man, Things need to change, and I think our industry needs to change. And You know me. I'm really passionate about that. I watch the 1% of our industry, the allegory, making all the money, making all the money, and the hoi polloi, the single school owner, is getting you know scraps. That's much like the world, right? I think that's wrong. That's why my commitment and passion is to you, the small school owner. Because imagine if the small school owner who makes up, what, 90% of our industry, maybe more than that. What if that 90% got their shit together? That 90% elevated their game. That 90% conducted themselves like an Apple or a Disney. What would happen? That big boy's going to be running scared. That guy with all the franchises that's plugging people in that aren't even qualified black belts, but he's got good sales scripts and some groovy marketing. You know, think about that. If you really got it together, think about what would happen. They'd be in big trouble. They'd have to elevate their game. So I'm for you. And I think that's one of the most disruptive things that are happening right now in our industry is people like myself that are willing to step up to the plate, you know, and swing that bat and aim for the rafters and do disruptive things like that. I want you to brand your school well. I want you to have the Disney experience. I want you to understand how to invest your money. I want you to understand contemporary leadership. I want you to get your curriculum down. I want you to be a life skills educator, all these different things that are. And if you can do that at a high, high level, and you walk into a community where this guy's pitching contracts with some guy he just brought in that barely knows martial arts, and he's going to have him run this franchise while you're sitting there with 20 years of martial arts experience as a good martial artist and a good teacher and you understand how to run a small business and you got it dialed in and you have no contracts you're gonna blow that guy out of the water or that girl right so really it all bets are off that's the most passionate thing i can offer you you know through what's happening through this pandemic all bets are off make no mistake about that okay make no mistake about that cool i know i'm passionate about that ain't i let me take a look and see who's here so I, I got to stay on top of this. All right. Adam Parker, we had a record month in our four years following the fr- three principles of no like, and trust. Cool. I love it. Yep. To serve and not sell. You know me. I'm all about serving, not selling. What's up, Kat? Don O'Neill. Mish, Sensei Mish. Artisan martial arts, Vancouver, Washington. Extreme impact martial arts. What's up, Herman? I love it. I love it. Make sure you share today's uh, show with everybody and you're entered into the drawing. Marco's going to throw your name into a digital drawing and the winner is going to win a 30 minute phone call with me. Call it a discovery session. More now than ever, we need to be kicking this. And if you have any live questions, please put it in the comments here. I'm reading them off Facebook, so I'll be happy to get to them for you. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let me look at this next question. Let's see. I have been, oh yeah, I'm hearing this one a lot. I've been getting more students than ever through my doors. Do you see this as a trend or because things are starting to open back up? Okay. I am getting, I've been getting more students than ever coming through my doors. Do you see this as a trend or because things are starting to open back up? I'm going to say it's both. You know, it's a trend because it's happening Across a lot of martial arts schools in different states. You know, I'm witnessing people are having record months and put it in the comments if you've been having record months, right? Adam just put it in there and he's from the UK, right? We had a record month in our four years, a record month. So, are you still sanitizing mats between classes? Absolutely, sir. You know, but now, I, I mean, we spray the spot and we just spot it. We don't soak down this mat. Absolutely. Little pine Sol and water, Master Raymore, right? with a little squeegee thing, right, that has a, you know, the towel thing. We just, yeah, just just the area that they're in, just the area that they're in. But, you know, honestly, when kids come through that door, if they're wearing shoes and, and they sanitize their hands and they wipe that and they take their shoes and socks off, I'm not too concerned about it. But you still want to be prudent because all you need is an outbreak, Master Raymore. Right, We've decided to keep wearing masks in our school, a minimum June 15th, even though San Francisco said, Department of Public Health said, you don't have to wear mask kids anymore. But what our parents are saying, because we did a big survey, with Master Raymer, with a Google form, our parents are saying, yeah, but these kids under 11 aren't vaccinated, and all of them are in your classes. So they're at a higher risk. And if you look at the CDC statement, it still says the most risky way to get COVID is in a high-intensity workout environment indoors. So if they still recommend you wear a mask indoors, we're going to do that and we're going to clean. We're going to do that. Right. So let me get back into the questions. Jim and Connie, this just may may be the best year for us since 1998. I'm way above my pre-COVID numbers. See that. Hey, what's up, Nam Prestige Martial Arts. What's happening? Yep. Jason Swanson. Record months as well. Right. Cool. So, but, but here's what the reason that is. Let's take a look at this really quick. All right. Do you see this as a trend? It is a trend because it's happening across the board. So it's trendy right now, but we have to also recognize in a lot of the different places, there's not a lot of options. There's no swimming in some places, no gymnastics, no dance, no little league, no soccer, no vacation, Right, it's so expensive. We looked at Disneyland, and it's crazy what they want to charge us in LA, Hawaii. So you know, looking at that, looking at that, yeah, we still wear masks, yeah, especially for the kids, right, right, right. There's Patrick, Valor the Martial, Valor. Uh, I want to say martial arts. Why do I keep saying martial arts? What I mean, what he's doing down in the valley is just crazy. I think he's up to like a billion locations. Not just messing with you this but I, I love the work you're doing because it's disruptive, right? I mean, what you're doing with Muay Thai, uh, not a lot of people have done. And I think that's disruptive. And I dig disruptors. So I think it's a trend. It's a trend. And, beca- and also because things are starting to open back up. So instead of the the question isn't, you know, is it a trend or not? It doesn't matter. The bottom line is our schools are being filled today, right? Yeah, my, my students want to wear masks, right? Yeah, I hear you, Patrick. Yeah, my students want to wear masks mask and wear outside. It's cool, right? It's cool because it shows that we're prudent. We're erring on the side of caution. But here's what I want you guys to visualize with this whole question, right? We're we're seeing record months. I'm seeing it in Milbury right now, now that we've opened indoors. You know, but remember this, prior to being open three weeks ago in, in Milbury, and we just opened in San Francisco this week, we're running 600 people online, 200 people outdoors. So that shows me the power of culture right? You build this loyal tribe. You build this culture. They'll follow you anywhere. They'll go to war for you, right? So I think that's super powerful. And it's something that we want to really cultivate. I was talking to TJ last night. He, he's, he's my head guy. He's my partner, my son, my friend. And, and we were saying, you know, we've really experienced this different vibe. I, I don't want to say we're like a church or a cult, but I feel this elevated level of relationships, with people. Everybody's coming to us almost like, you know, we're the shelter in the storm. They're loving these life skills. There's kids have been just so tuned into virtual and roadblocks and all that. And they need their kids to become strong. I think this pandemic has taught them that, wow, man, we just, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic. What more will my child have to go through in life? Let me get him super strong, get her super strong emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and always possible. And the martial arts covers all of that, right? The martial arts covers all of that. So yes, it is a trend. And if you look at everything going out there, we got Kung Fu, right? Kung Fu, the new series came back with that girl, right? We have Warrior, the one based upon the writings of Bruce Lee on, um, I don't know, is it CW? I'm not sure what channel it's on. We just had Mortal Kombat come out. Right? We have Cobra Kai, UFC's bigger than ever. So I mean, martial arts is everywhere. But I think my challenge with that, even though martial arts is everywhere, why is it still 1% of the population is doing martial arts? So we want to continue to cultivate that. The mistake I see happening, which is the better question, or, or observation, is okay, they're coming through the door. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Tie the bell. Good, new student, new uniform, blah, 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 close, close, close. Do not forget to put tons of time and energy, tons of time and energy into nurturing these relationships because we know zero to six months is the biggest attrition rate in any school. And if you're so busy signing them up that you're not taking care of your existing student base, you're not taking care of all these new students coming through the door, guess what? Six months from now, you're going to be back where you started. It's easy to get them in the door, hard to keep them. Okay, so I would say what system, what experience, what process from month zero to six do you have in place to really nurture, nurture that relationship, nurture the relationship, nurture the relationship. What do you have in place? That's even more important because it's, you know, it's almost like that time in the 80s when Karate Kid came out, the first one, you could handwrite a sign. And said, you know, karate school and hang it anywhere. And you had people flocking through the doors. But what happened just as quickly? People are going out the back door. So when I see that happening, and it is a trend, and it is because we're opening up, right? Since the pandemic, they're coming in the door. You better look out. They're going to go out that back door just as quickly. So really, really think about that. That to me is really the better question. Let's see. Mask or optional? Good, good, good. Master Raymore, a lot of crypto talk in the world, okay? When do you see yourself accepting crypto as a form of payment for membership? You know, we already do that. I mean, when you talked about, about crypto per se, Master Raymore, what are we talking? Digital currency, right? We don't take cash. We don't take checks. People go right into the My Studio app and they pay with a credit card. That's a form of a digital transaction, And we're more in tune with that. That's where we're almost to the point where we're not going to take checks or anything anymore. If you want to buy a membership, you buy it through the app and we pass on the fees. That way, if you do these paid in full memberships, three months, six months, one year, you're chasing them down every three months, six months, or a year to renew. Even though they get this email that says, hey, your your membership's up, please pay again. We want nothing to do with that. Nothing, nothing. We want it to be a simple cash-based business like anything else. Think about it. Think about it. You order a pizza, credit card. You buy tickets for a Warriors game, credit card. You buy tickets for Disney. You're not sitting there talking to Expedia going, can I give you cash or a check? It just doesn't happen anymore. So I think digital transactions are here, Master Raymar. I personally don't like crypto. I really don't. I see how volatile it is. You tell me when Bitcoin can go from 59 or whatever thousand, I think it's 38,000 today. When you can see it do that, because what Elon Musk says, I'm not going to let you pay for uh, my cars anymore with Bitcoin. What the hell is that? You, you want to trust that? So I still think, you know, the whole crypto thing, cryptocurrency is very volatile. I I, I think it's a pie in the sky. I see a lot of people making money, but you know what? A lot of people are losing money too. The people who bought crypto at 58,000, they're in bad shape today. Bad shape, bad shape. Look what China just said about it, right? Look at China's position. And they were the ones who were all gung-ho on, on crypto, uh, cryptocurrency. And they, they're turning, they're doing a 180. And then Elon Musk just said, it really pollutes the environment. He's thinking of dumping all his Bitcoin. Look out. I think Bitcoin's a fast way to make money. know, if you own Bitcoin at 3,000 something a year ago or whatever it was, when it, remember when it hit 20,000, we went from 20,000 back down to like 3,800. That's scary. You never see Apple do that. Do you never? So I would be very mindful about that. You know? Yep. 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 But is it here? Yeah, it's here. It's here. What, what does that mean? Long-term? I don't know. I don't know, you know, but we do take digital currency. Hey, James, what's happening, sir? Yeah. And and we'll play that one out as it happens. But I would definitely get away from taking cash. I would definitely get away from taking checks. I would put everybody on month to month subscription that goes on until you say cancel it. So you're telling us to cancel, not us chasing you down because you had a paid in full, right? Yeah. I, I think that that's long gone, long gone, long gone. 100% looked after them once they are in. This month and last month, we had 100% conversion from trial to member. Good for you, Adam. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's really the better question, you know, is what are you doing to take care of the students that are there? Because if I don't want to get 100 students in and 100 students out, that's just a lot of movement, Right. That's just a lot of movement. So while we're so excited, I'm getting all these new students, all these new students, please pay attention to what experience you're creating from month zero to six. What are you doing to nurture that relationship and turning them from a trial to being a student to becoming a relationship? That, I think, is the more important thing. And the schools that are gone, dead and gone in the water through this pandemic are the ones that never cultivated relationships. They were just salesmen. So guess what? I have no relationship with you. You sold me something. And the product you sold me is mediocre. So see ya, pandemic. We really are so deeply grateful to our tribe to witness 600 people. Now remember we were at 950 and we dropped down to 700 overnight, overnight when the pandemic happened. But to watch 600 people move from this brick and mortar indoor classes to virtual, that's crazy. And to watch them follow us out into parking lots and basketball courts, that says a lot about a tribe. And when you see people that see so much value in your product, or even more, the relationship, then you know you've built something sustainable, something that will survive a pandemic, right? And it's proven that every great company, pandemic.com, mortgage crisis, if they have culture, a very loyal fan base, guess what? They survive these types of things. And we're experiencing that personally now. So I know you're loving the new students, but remember, those core students that got you there, that are the ones who are going to be always be the nucleus of what you do, keep nurturing that. And the more of these people I can get into that nucleus, the better off my business is going to be. Cool? Who else is here? Say hello, say hello, say hello. Mish. Martial arts training information books. Would you base the cost and value on the book on its content or the number of pages? Neither, sir. Neither. Not at all. I I need to look at a competitive market that's out there. You know, if I'm going to sit there and write a book on martial arts, I'm going to look at the top selling martial arts books and probably price myself halfway down that ladder. Right? If the top one, I think one of the top selling books is the, you know, the, 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 Tao Jit Kundo by Bruce Lee, right? Limited editions, hardcover. I think it's one of the best selling martial arts books of all time. Can I compete with that? No way. No freaking way can I compete with that? So I'm gonna count on digital sales, things like that. I'm gonna use that book to for credibility to get me speaking gigs, things of that nature. But do I think I'm gonna get rich off selling my martial arts training book? Never. Never, never, ever. Right. It's really a strategy to write a book since niche that I can use as credibility when I go out there. Right. When we go into schools and we do our school talk and we become reader of the day, the fact that I have this book, The Adventures of Bray and Tay, and it's on a life skill I focus written by me. It has a lot of credibility. So I, I think I would look at it more that way, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Are you going to go back to hosting big events as we did pre-COVID come June 15th? You know, I think we're going to ease into that slowly, Master Raymore. We're really looking at it because, one – If we really look at the needle, I I, I will always do community stuff. That's huge. You know me, I'm huge. I'm community-based marketing. So do I want to do a mom and me party again? Yes. Do I want to do a dad and me? Yes. Do I want to do an Easter party? Yes. Do I want to do a Halloween thing? Yes. Do I want to do a Christmas event? Yes. But are we going to do parents night out every month? You know, the free one? I don't know. Are we going to go back to birthday parties? I don't know. We're going to have to really jack up the price. We realize we're only clearing $100 a birthday party after all expenses. That's, that's you know, I can teach a 45-minute class. And, and at what, 30 bucks a pop times 30 kids? That's $900 for 45 minutes. $900 for 45 minutes minus tax, payroll, everything. I'm still walking away with $400. Clear. Clear $400 for 45 minutes does not compare to a three, four hour birthday party where I'm clearing a hundred bucks. Oh, well, it's a great way to get new leads. No, it's not. We really study the data and it creates that Disney experience. And if, and when they're ever ready to do martial arts, they will come to me. They will come to me. So I think we want to yin to yang that and really create a balance, Master Raymore. So I think we're going to be mindful when we plan our new calendar coming out of this after June 15th. You know, we're going to still err on the side of caution. Honestly, we have day camps and they're booked up right now. For the most part, they're booked up. So from June 15th until August, we're going to really work on dialing in our after-school program, hiring new staff. We want to remap the schools. There's a bunch of things I want to do to rejuvenate the school. And we're looking at full force, full force come September. We're looking at all the new community events and stuff come January. Seriously, because I really want to tighten up our schools in a whole different way, right? And kind of like assess the damage. It's like after a war. Right. We're going to look around and see where people's heads are at and really be sensitive and be empathetic, because I believe positioning ourselves this way that we've done through this whole pandemic, we've really erred on the side of caution and done everything right. We want to continue to do that. And if I jump in right away, let's do a big party. Everybody doors open. I don't think that would fit our community very well. It just simply wouldn't. So, yeah, we will. But again, we're going to really think about how how we do that. Cool. Oliver Martinez I went through your rotating uh, rotating rotating <laughs> this is this is a live question I went through your rotating curriculum workshop and it was fan, it was fantastically helpful thank you thank you Oliver I was wondering if during your testing week do you do traditional test format with a testing board no we don't no we don't no we don't You know, I think we're a hybrid of that. I'm definitely not into time-based earning belts. Absolutely not. There has to be some level of proficiency. I am not. But I know some people who are. You do your time, you get your belt. I'm not for that. I believe testing is important. Why do you say? Right? Because... They're going to take SATs. They're going to test you know, for the bar. They're going to do you know, medical practicals. Whatever they do in life, there's going to be some form of testing. And if you can't deal with the stress of testing, if you can't go through the experience of preparing for testing, guess what? I believe you're going to fail in life. I truly believe that. I do. I do. I do. So I'm not into these schools that simply do time-based, right? You do X number of classes, you get your belt. I think But on the yin to the yang, what happens is we do a three-month cycle, right, Oliver? Two stripes every two months. At the end of three months, they have what? Six different colored stripes on their belt, okay? So now we have no testing sheets because we don't do belt testing fees or anything like that. We walk around with a Sharpie. We start month four of this cycle, okay? First month, I mean, the first week, we cover the last stripe they earned. So let's say that last stripe was a brown stripe. And we come into week one of review month, makeup stripe month, and testing month. Guess what? They'll sit there as a group and they'll demonstrate that stripe. You want to make sure nobody's copying? We turn everybody and face them this way. Then we turn them and face them this way. Then we turn them and face them this way. And then we'll say, okay, everybody close your eyes and we're going to do it. See, so if the point was in the old days, in traditional uh, testing, one person comes up they demonstrate the pinon, the form, the self-defense technique. Then they go back and the next person demonstrates. Why did we do that? So we made sure they weren't copying each other. Well, imagine if you did the SATs, Oliver, and one kid came into a classroom, tested four hours. Okay, go home now. Next person comes in. They test for four hours. That'd be a nightmare, right? So I don't believe we need to see a student do something one at a time anymore. We just have to make sure they're not copying each other. So... And once you all do it, then we sign off the stripe on the belt. And during that month, makeup stripes, review, mastering, you know, they're doing all that. And then at the end of the month, they'll get a belt. Some people will finish testing faster and they get the belt on week three. And we just award them the belt at the end of class. Black belt. That's a different day, Oliver. We do a four-hour test. It's a formal board, the whole nine yards. But that's black belt. But we want to make sure we're prepping them properly for black belt. So we do test at the end of every three-month cycle. Cool? Jason, the stripe and belt testing process professors. Yeah, it, it is amazing. It really is. See, because Kenpo... I'm going to toot my own horn, doot, doot. because Kenpo is a very complex system. And most schools, Kenpo schools, I know for a fact, are maybe 100, 150 on a good day. The fact that we're running pre-pandemic, in one location, 400 at the other, and 75% of those are traditional Kenpo students, those are a lot of students. So I want to develop curriculum format that's efficient and effective, you know, and, and to make sure that we produce great martial artists. And the fact that I don't have belt testing fees, if I add another belt to help mitigate that process, to make a better experience for the student, it's not like I'm making more money. I'm investing more money, but I think it helps in retention. When I grew up, we had five belts, right? Five belts. Um, we got a belt. We tested every two years. I got a brown belt when I was seven. My papa said, when you can fight a man, you have the maturity of a man, you'll be a black belt. I didn't test for black belt till I was 17. Go figure. Right. I mean, it simply is what it is. But I I do believe the way we're doing it now is very effective, very efficient. It empowers my team. We can do a one shot across the room and know who's where in the cycle. And that's powerful too. If I finish month one and this kid doesn't have two stripes on his belt, that's a 15 minute virtual private, please. Right. And on and on. So it's a great way to manage a large number of students with maintaining within the values of producing great martial artists. Cool. Yeah, I think it's time I do another rotating curriculum uh, webinar because I I think it's it's revolutionized our industry. When I did it with Roland Osborne over a decade ago, when I the light went off, it only took me 30 freaking years to get rotating curriculum. But once I got it, you know, I'm now on rotating curriculum probably 7.0. I've really invested in it. I've made my own tweaks. I've done so much with it and cultivated where I believe between our Stripe systems, the way we teach it and test out. It's a full experience at any school, whether it's Shotokan, BJJ, doesn't matter. I can take anyone's curriculum and create an experience where your martial artists are going to be great, but they're also going to have a great experience. Cool? All right. Let me take a deep breath here. Let me take a quick break and just say thank you. To all of my sponsors, my studio, Kids Love Life Skills, LC Accounting. I love you. I love you. They never tell me what to do. And that's important. If if I'm going to work with a sponsor and they try to tell me what I have to say and what I have to do, that's a bad day. That's just a bad day. That's a bad day. So I thank my studio, Kids Love Life Skills and LC Accounting for honoring my value system and allowing me to teach and speak the way that I feel is best. Um, okay, here's this question, and keep putting the questions in the comments, okay? Um, I love that, I love it, I love it. Yeah. good so I, I i just love that you guys are talking though right master Raymond? planning on changing the quarterly testing to trimesters so they get more time in their training and really refining the craft before getting the black belt any advice on how to relate this to parents be honest communicate why you're doing this we want to make better martial artists we want to make more confident people you know no one's going to slight you master raymore if you're trying to better what you do right? But again, it has to be presented not in martial arts term, in parent terms. That's the big thing. We often say, well, the parent needs to understand. No, 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 no. We need to understand who we're talking to, Master Raymore. We're talking to parents. And when you're talking strategic thing about martial arts, you know, if if I was to say, so your kid gets more time in refining their craft, that's not going to go over very well, Master Raymore. Not at all, refining their craft. My freaking kid is seven. I hope he learns to pay attention better and achieve his goals. Right. And so, if you put it in that language, we're moving to a trimester format of training and earning. That way, we can help them see their goals clearer and be better listeners. And that, 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 that. you see where I'm going with that? So, I would write that 100 times and make sure I'm speaking to the parent, not martial artists. And that I think will work. Yep. That's how you relate to parents. Adam Parker, I had a four-hour black belt test. I wish I did my my test with you. Well, you, you know, let, let's, say that, let's talk about that. See, my dad did that too. We had this outrageous testing. I was working with a group yesterday that's getting ready for black belt tests. And I said to them, when is your test? August, sir. I said, no, 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 no. When is your test? It's in August, sir, right? Uh, I said, no, no, no. Your test is every day. When is your test? Every day, sir. When is your test? Every day, sir. And what is that test, sir? To always do your best. That's it. The test is every freaking day. And if I wake up every day and my test is to always do my best and I do that each and every day, guess what? That black belt test in August, it's just a celebration. It's a celebration of all this hard work. And I'm going to elevate my game, you know, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do this test because it's not a test. It's what I do every day. Because I take that test every day. It's called life. I get up every day. My test is to always do my best. Oh, it's testing day? No, it's not. It's just another freaking day. And I know what I'm doing. So it's really more about that. And that's what stresses people out about testing, right? But if they tested, if they lived their life this way, as if they're testing, the test isn't like this. It's just another freaking day. But if I live my life here in mediocrity and then you throw me to the lions over here in a black belt test, that's not a good day. It's just not a good day, right? So you need to train people at that level. Is that retention? Absolutely. Yeah. When is my test? Every day. What is that test to always do your best? Tell them that. Yeah. And the all day adventure, you know, it's okay. You know, it's okay. It's okay. If you want to make somebody run five miles and then they come back the next day and do all that, it's okay. Do whatever your value system dictates. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. But what I really want to build in a mindset for me and what I hope to inspire in people you know, if we talk about live your best life, that's my whole thing. Live your best life, martial arts, live your best life as a consultant, live your best life when I write books, live my best life when I speak. When we talk about live your best life, that's every day. Why am I going to live my best life at the black belt test, but not every day? So what we're really trying to do culturally in our school is when is your test every day? What is that test? To always do your best. And I believe if I do my best every day, I'm living my best life. And that's really retention 101, right? If I come in every day and you watch that person, you ever see that person that doesn't train well, but then it's time to test for the stripe and they're like, doo, 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 and then they do their best. There's a huge disconnect there, right? There's a huge disconnect mentally, emotionally, physically. Ah, It's not the test. I'm going to just half-ass it. Oh, time to stripe test. Okay. Yes, sir. Let's go. That is not a good mindset. It's such conflict that we want to teach our students to always do their best. And we can do that in our every thought, word and action and every drill that we create and everything that comes out of our team's mouth to the kid. All those things we could be utilizing to teach them and inspire them to always do their best. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let's look at this question. I have a hard time finding and keeping instructors on my team. What do you think I'm doing wrong? Well, I like that you say, what do you think I am doing wrong? Because most egotistical martial arts school owners will blame the team. I love that you're saying, what do you think I'm doing wrong? That's a great place to start. You hear me say this one all the time. Write this down, everybody. If I were to ask you this question, are you a company that somebody would want to work for? Yes or no? Put it in there. Who's going to own it? Who's going to own it? Who's gonna own it? Are you a company that somebody would wanna work for? And so let's look at the nuts and bolts of that. Number one, competitive pay, right? At least a livable wage, wherever you're at, right? Wherever they're at, okay? Number two, some type of medical whether it's a medical allowance or you have a medical plan, definitely some type of pension program, a 401k, something of that nature, vacation with pay, sick leave, that's mandatory, right? Sick leave, that's mandatory. But even more so, I think, is in helping your team cultivate. You know, my guy TJ just got engaged a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we're not big on the huggy, kissy, feely thing. But he said in front of everybody, you know, Professor is one of my father figures, and what he's taught me is so valuable to me. And it made me cry. Because you know he's bought a house, now he's getting married. I watched this kid grow up. He's committed his life to one martial arts. And one day when I'm retired, and eventually when I'm dead and gone, this is his legacy. This school will become his legacy. And I'm proud of that. So I think creating a company people want to work for, a component has to be there, is really knowing your team, being considerate of their life outside of your school, and supporting them outside of that. Because you're no longer just a job. Right. Because every job gives you pay, vacation, medical, sick leave, you know, and some type of pension. Right. A- any regular company. But do they really value you as a person and know who you are outside of the company? And with today's millennials and Z's, I think that's vital. It's super vital. Cool. I always try to bring out the best in my team. Sometimes I feel like I want more for them than they want for themselves. Um, good, James. Thank you for that ownership. Moving in that direction, but not there today. Well, Master Raymore, that sounds very judgmental. So I'm going to ask you to try to rethink that. And instead of saying, you know, I want more for them than they want for themselves. You know, they're freaking kids. What are they? 16, 17, 18, a lot of them, early 20s in college. They're still figuring out who they are right? They don't have work ethic. Some of them have worked, never worked a job except for you. So empathy, I think will serve you better. Be understanding of how they see and feel things. I'm not TikTok, but I watch that TikTok, TikTok. tock, you know, and I'm 50 freaking nine years old. I want to know what are you guys into? Why, why, right? Why, why do you watch this YouTuber? What do you get out of this? So I really want to understand why they think the way they do. And then I want to cultivate stuff, Master Ray Moore, that helps them. So if it's like, hey, man, you know, you guys, I'm going to let you do a thing and have Saturday night for you guys. You hang out here, play your video games, you know, put in the disco ball, whatever, right? One chaperone on duty, blah, blah, blah. So you, know, you want to cultivate that. You want to try to cultivate those things and, and show that you value them, right? pay for the pizzas, do whatever. So I think that's important. So number one, you got to create a company people want to work for. And do not think because you're a one-person show that you can't do that. That might be where you start. But if you don't make the real changes, you will always be a one-person show, right? And and I don't recommend that. So that's number one, become a company that people want to work for. But second, and this is a big one, you need to be a visionary. I remember one day, and I use this story all the time. TJ must have been 14 years old. And you know, I was, what, 16 years ago, right? And, and I was walking across. We just finished buying. He's sitting there against the bags, all sweaty. And I looked at him. I said, you know what? I'm going to make $160,000 this year. That's it. And I walked away. I remember when he was 17 or 18. No, probably younger. Probably about 16. I took him for like a $400 dinner. He ate like $150 steak and we're eating. And I said, sir, you know, why do you believe I'm doing this for you right now? To show me that anything's possible? I said, absolutely, sir. I said, when would you ever thunk you'd sit here eating $150 steak? See, things like that, right? And All those different things as an architect of my business, as a visionary of my business, I'm trying to plant seeds, right? I'm trying to teach them the the possibilities. And here, this young man is at 30 years old. He's engaged. He has his own portfolio, which he's growing. He bought a home. I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. So as a visionary, as an architect, I'm always creating that image. When we open the second location, it's because TJ committed. I want to make this my life. I said, sir, I can't pay you the money you deserve with one location because that profit is mine. And this is the lifestyle I'm used to. So what did I do? We opened a second location. I came in here and worked hard, built this sucker up to a million dollar business in three years. Boom. And the band played on. So that is the other thing. You got to cover each other's back. Those type of things are important. And, And then, of course, stop with the student master stuff, right? Anytime they'll never be able to talk to you completely if they're still an eight-year-old kid and you're master, I'm the master. No, no, no. At some point, it's got to be like this. At some point, it better go like that and they get smarter than you and they get wiser than you because you're going to need them to produce. So I think that's the other big thing. You know, what you're doing wrong is you probably run around like you're the master and they're the lowly student. That's got to change. That's got to change. So those are some of the things. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, don't forget to share this video. We're gonna give away a 30-minute consult with me at the end of this event. We got about 10 minutes left. We're rocking. Let's see if there's any more questions. And if you have questions, put them in the comment. Did I miss any of these? Okay, I said I'm a disruptor. Okay, I took care of that one. Let's see, is this a different one? Okay, here's one. I'm sorry, I I, I didn't mean to miss, but I'm I'm digging the live questions, okay? I'm digging the live questions. All right. So my school has been about hundred active students for the past five years before the pandemic. Cool. We were down to about 60. Yeah, but that's no big deal. That's, that's not a bad, but I don't want to get stuck again at hundred after this thing. What should I do different? Everything, everything. What I see pandemic or not, is that you've been stuck at 100 active students for the past five years. That means you're having zero growth, zero growth. And for me, that, that's, that's, I, it's a very standard um, scenario I see in the martial arts all the time. I, I see this scenario all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. Hear me? And, and the reason that is, is because this person is a martial artist. And they're probably a decent teacher, right? But. I remember growing up in the martial arts, my dad could step on that floor and just teach whatever the hell he wanted. There was no system, no rhyme, no reason, no clear path to black belt, no progress, nothing like that it was just, you know, tonight we're going to do this. If my dad was in a bad mood. All we did was spar. If he was in a good mood, he'd teach us a form. If he was in a mediocre mood, then it's a lot of fitness that night. Right. And I, and I see that kind of stuff happen all the time. So. The first thing I'm going to tell you, if you're stuck at 100 students, you're doing everything wrong, and I don't mean that to be negative because you know I'm the positive cheerleader rah rah guy. But what I'm telling you, if you've been stuck at 100 students for five years, I'd say number one, you don't have a systemized rotating curriculum that any parent can see from white to black belt. Two, you don't have a system of recruiting, cultivating instructors, right? to build a bench strength, a way to train these instructors, to empower them to teach. Three, you don't have a culture that's strong. I'm gonna call you out on that because if you have a strong culture, you not only keep your existing students, but more people are attracted to it, to grow it, to grow it. And then four, the Disney experience. If you create experience that people want again and again and again, they're going to come to you. They're going to stay with you, right? They're going to stay with you. But this is standard. And then five, you don't have business sense. What you have is a hobby business. You have a hobby business. That's it. And I would ask that question. Are you working a day job? Because that's why you don't look at these other things right you don't look at what it takes to be a successful small business because you have a day job you're probably comfortable with a 401k and you know medical and all that stuff so you have no real need to invest in these other aspects of being a successful small business owner you feel me because I'm a, I'm a successful small business owner. I've not only owned martial arts schools in my life. I owned a DJ company for 15 years. I had a music career. You know, I haven't worked for anyone since my early 20s. I've always been a small business owner. I enjoy building things, creating things, and selling them. I like doing that. That's my thing. So you're a black belt on the mat as a martial artist. Question. Are you a black belt in instructing? Are you a black belt in curriculum design? Are you a black belt in basic finances? Are you a black belt in social media? Are you a black belt in branding? Are you a black belt in marketing? Are you a black belt in leadership? Are you a black belt in serving people? Are you a black belt on and on, on and on? And don't think that that jack of all trades, master of none, old cliche stands true. It's simply not. In the old days, we had the dumb jock and the nerd. Remember that? He's a dumb jock. He's a nerd. No, no. Tom Brady's a really smart man. He's a jock and he's very smart. So it's very possible with today's technology and the ability to learn so quickly that you can now be a black belt in bookkeeping, a black belt in marketing, a black belt in customer service, a black belt in staff training, a black belt, you know, on the mat. You, You can. And that's what it takes. Otherwise, you will fail. So I'm going to encourage you to read the book e by Michael Gerber, right? It really talks about moving from being a technician, that technician is the martial artist, to being an architect of your business, the visionary. Cool? Cool. So yeah, I, I see that, that type of question all the time. And I'm going to call you out. That's what I know. That's what I know because I work with so many small school owners and that is my purpose. I love the small school owner. I want to see every small school owner in our industry, if they desire, To own a home, to be able to save for their retirement, to be able to put their kids through college, to be able to go on vacations when they want and how they want, and to create a business that works for them versus them working for the business. I say this all the time. Wouldn't you rather have the freedom to teach when you want to teach versus having no freedom because you have to teach? Ooh, right? I love that. And that's why I'm very passionate, right? Right? Good. Yeah. Adam's working on his rebrand. I dig it. I dig it. Cool. So we're just about out of time, folks. Let me take uh, do a little housekeeping here and come back into the mix. First of all, let me thank my sponsors, my studio, Kids of Life Skills, LC Accounting. Check out their services, right? I love my studio. If you need a basic CRM system, not basic, God, the thing's so freaking robust. You know, they really taught us with companies like Salesforce, you don't need to pay somebody $200 a month for a CRM system. That's, that's insane. That's insane. You can get Salesforce for $19.99. What is a CRM system basically? Manage your, your members and take payments. What is it fundamentally? And then culturally, you expand around it by adding in the messenger, adding in the events, all the different things, your curriculum videos, it becomes a culture, right? Kids of life skills, I'm going to toot our horn. Marco Mazzola, Amy, Letitia, Ben, Chris Shango, this team that I've cultivated, we're really creating something amazing at a whole nother level. And I'm excited. I, I'm excited. You know, like pinky in the brain. I wake up every day and I want to take over the world. And I believe kids love life skills can do that because kids more now, more now than ever need the type of life skills to help them live their best life. Elsie Accounting, my sister, my sister, you know, I think her, her plate is full. She's got lots of great clients. Um, she's a bookkeeper and she's a martial artist. She does an amazing job and helps people quite passionately. It's time, life, change. As I shared, the four day experience, we sold out to 20 spots like that. We have seven more we opened up. I recommend this event to anybody. Talk to Jason Smith. He's been there. The four-day experience will blow your mind because it is a retreat. It's not just about rotating curriculum. It's not just about staff training. It's not just about creating your brand. It's personal development. It's mind mapping. It's cultivating relationships that are sustainable to this day. It's having great dinners. Benny Hana, Benny Hana is one of our experiences. Meditative walks. There's unlike anything, but that's my disruptive mindset. There's nothing like it in the martial arts industry. And who do we have coming? Sam On, Sam Ahn. He's another disruptor. How many people you know have 100 students in one location and you're a multimillionaire? Sam got that 30 years ago and he takes the money he makes and he's invested into the market and he's going to teach you as he's taught me, how we can invest. You don't need millions of dollars to invest. You just have to understand how to invest, be in it for the long game. And Sam guarantees what you invest in It's Time Life Change, he's going to give you enough information where you're going to go out there and make it and tenfold. Coo, coo, coo. And then me, Brandon Beliso, you'll find me everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Become part of our disruptor group if you're not already. There's a lot of cool stuff there, a lot of cool files. I don't tell people about the files. My instructor's training experience is there. My birthday party format is there. There's so many things. And you know why I don't tell you about it? Because I want you to learn to be a thinker. I want you to learn to mine data, become part of the Disruptor Group. LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook. You will find me everywhere. For everything else, go to BrandonBeliso.com.